0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another wet and snowy day here in the capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Polly Matthews, acting head teacher at Courtfield School, an academy based in Wellington, Somerset. Polly, hello. Hi there. Thank you for coming on the program today. Uh, we might as well dive straight in. What does the word "leader" mean to you?
1: I think there's a range of, of answers to that. I think first of all it's it's a vision uh, having a vision and the ability to impart that vision to others um, and then deliver that as a reality um, and and that involves inspiring. Others celebrating success and challenging uh, the team to develop and improve. I think one of the key things about being a good leader is trust and integrity um, and having kindness and empathy and compassion. However hard the message or the journey, um, you have that ability for for others to feel that you are on their side and, and. however you have to support them, you will do that in a way that is kind and thoughtful and and full of integrity.
0: And how would you describe your personal leadership style?
1: I think that depends on the situation. I think uh, good leaders, effective leaders, are able to change their style um, to ensure that whatever the situation demands, um, they're able to adapt to that so i would say there's i have a range of styles
0: um when it comes to managing your different groups of stakeholders of course you've got uh, three or four different ones between the the uh, the children uh, your staff uh, the parents and the governing body uh, do you find that sometimes uh different methods are necessary
1: of course and i think we are we're also in different situations as as schools um that uh, currently, um, the, the school that I'm working in in, in Courtfield is on a journey, for example, and so I've had to use a range of different leadership styles in order to engage with particularly stakeholders in the community, so that we can get those good news messages about the school out in the community, engender uh, support across the community, and work with people that we perhaps haven't historically worked with before. So. I think, yes, it's very different for, for, for de- very different stakeholders. Um, and, and, of course, with children and with families, that can depend on their situation. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a, a tightrope, I suppose, at times, um, and making sure that you really are flexible as a leader so that you can call on those skills, whatever the situation demands.
0: Let's go back to the very beginning of your story. When you first started out in uh, the working world, was there any particular individual or uh, circumstance that influenced the way that you lead today?
1: Very much so. Um, I, I, I wasn't inspired uh, when I was at school. Uh, I, I, worked, I worked hard at school, but I didn't really have anything that, that was a burning ambition to do. So I decided to go and join the Navy. Um, at the bottom of the ladder as, as a wren uh, back at, at that time. And that absolutely um, formulated uh, not only how I, how I work with others, how I lead others, but lots of aspects of my personality because that was, it was really quite an experience. Um, and I spent five years in the Navy um, in a variety of situations um, and, and having to, to deal with whatever was thrown at me.
0: And of course, that does a lot to mould you as a person. And uh, the way that you approach life uh, later on, I'm sure, has been uh, founded quite a bit on that. Uh, Do you try and pass that on to your pupils?
1: Certainly, in terms of, I think, particularly resilience and and perseverance and and that adaptability. and I think that's going to be essential for our, our next generation of leaders, because we don't many know many of the jobs that they'll be doing. We don't know many of the situations that they'll be in. Um, and I think the ability to, to react to situations, to be able to keep going when things are tough um, is absolutely essential. So that's certainly something that, that I consider when I talk to the students um, and it's something that, that we work on in the school.
0: Now, if I was to ask you what sort of leaders inspire you, who would that be?
1: I think there's a, a real range of leaders. I, I think, um, particularly those leaders like Nelson Mandela, who have have shown that utter okay. compassion for for others, despite um, those those people perhaps um, having put him in the most difficult of situations, um, are, are certainly inspirational to me. Um, but I've also worked with inspirational leaders who who are not big names or or not famous in any way, but have demonstrated um, those traits which I think are really vital, particularly integrity and and being able to, you know, it's not easy being a a school leader at times, but being able to to do that with integrity um, under the most challenging of circumstances, um, I think has has been something that's inspired me.
0: Now, this is going to uh, probably be a bit more of the same, but if I was to ask you to identify objectively... The greatest leader, living or dead, who would that be?
1: Oh that's, that's a terribly difficult question, isn't it? But I know. <laughs> uh, and, and having having recently um uh, watched uh one of the, the, the you know the films about Winston Churchill, the darkest hour, um, you know, I was reminded of um the the qualities that, that somebody who it perhaps wasn't perceived to be a, a great leader at various times in his career. Um, showed at at a particular time when when that was exactly what was needed. Um, so I think you know rather than having one person, I would I would think of, of of a range of people. But I do come back to to Nelson Mandela because I do really think um, the the ability to to bring a country a nation um, together. Um, you know i'm reminded of, of seeing him lifting the the trophy at the the rugby world cup and and wearing that springbok jersey um uh, you know which was such an em- a divisive emblem i think is is something that that for me is is really inspirational so i I would choose him i think
0: what's your advice for the next generation of emerging leaders
1: um, I think to, to develop themselves uh, as leaders of self as well as leaders of others. Um, I, I think to be able to, as I said before, have that resilience, perseverance, that adaptability, um, to, to be able to consider what are the, the key things that they will need to, to resolve the environment, um, conflict resolution, um, the ability to work across the globe um and, and bring people together, I think um it's it's very much about being able to to work in a way that, that, that perhaps um this generation of leaders, previous generations of leaders haven't managed to entirely successfully. Um and, and as we move forward in, in situations that are um for exactly uh, for for example with the environment um very difficult situations and need clear actions to, to to ensure that we hand over something to future generations um, that is that is in a better place than, than at the moment. I think those leaders are going to have to be able to, to lead themselves, to lead others um, in, a, in a very, very clear and key
0: way. Now, unfortunately, our time together is very quickly drawing to its close. But before I let you go, what does next 12 months have in store for Courtfield School?
1: Well, we're at a very exciting time at the moment. Um, we're, uh, as I said, an improving school. Um, we have an improving and increasing intake for September. So uh, we will be expanding uh, as a school uh, in, in September, our, our year group for year seven. Um, we we have um, a, a, an increasingly happy staff. Um, so we're very pleased to be bucking the trend in terms of recruitment and retention um, in, in teaching. Um, and it's about continuing that work, that, that leading um, and also working with um, all those stakeholders. So ensuring that the the improvements that we put in place, the improvements in teaching and learning um, and across the board, working with the community um, are, are going to continue. So it's more of the same and actually perhaps the, the mark of, of good leadership sometimes that it isn't lots and lots of new things all the time but it's really clear messages about what we need to do and getting that done.
0: Well, Polly, it's been an absolute pleasure discussing leadership with you. And I very much hope you come back on the program at some point in the near future. Polly, thank you. Thank you very much. That was Polly Matthews, acting head teacher at Courtfield School. And now, if you haven't heard it before, is Jonathan White's exclusive interview with Sir Jeff Hurst.
3: Oh, there, there are one or two people who are very familiar um, who, who do Google me. Realise that I did uh, score nothing for Essex, uh, for, my only game for Essex first team when we played against Lancashire in Liverpool, a place called uh, uh, Egbert in in, uh, in Liverpool, many many years ago, nineteen sixty two, I think that was. So I didn't. And... Um, yes, I, I didn't really feel it. at the time. It was be <laughs> playing, I guess, at one or two injuries. Um, and of course uh, a great manager in south hendsey so to come across people like that of that caliber can have a huge influence on your your career of course and, and then your life and that's that's quite purely the case
2: Absolutely. and in those early days um at west ham uh, with with a manager like like uh, ron uh, there it's also important to have uh uh confidence with
3: looked upon him more as a senior player, if you like, not as a a guy with the same age group as me. And I looked at how he, how he uh, trained, how he acted, how he behaved, and how he played. And so he, he would say, I would also say, he was a big influence on me. One thing I would say about leadership, uh, what I do, I do understand clearly in all walks of life. Leadership is at the top; is absolutely vital for a a, for a business. Mm -hmm Which uh, was absolutely, but I can use that now because it, it is quite funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we another time then. But we. Um, uh, well, you want me to tell you if you sorry. want.
3: You want. You got time? I can tell I go, you if You want?
2: Jeff, go on. Go. I think I'd be, it would be silly if I said no at this point. Okay, so I was uh, doing a, a
3: at a dinner in in the Channel Islands, three or four hundred people, black tie dinner, uh, guest of honour. On this occasion, I was speaking for about twenty minutes, then allowing uh, questions.
2: What a question. What a question.
3: I think that would be definitely in the stupid category, wouldn't it? So we have a laugh about it's,
2: that. Uh, well, uh, and we, you've got to have a patient of a saint, I think, sometimes to put up with things like that. I found it
3: amusing. I just found it amusing. In fact, some of the audience found it highly amusing as well. So it did, uh, um, it did but make it again, laugh
2: If you can put, put up with my questions, you could probably put up with uh, anything. <laughs> um, but there, there would have become a point, though, um.
3: I think they uh longer was yeah. Well, the the answer is straightforward the answer is yes. Um That's a good they,
2: answer. <laughs> the
3: straightforward answer is yes. I can elaborate as much as you want, but the straight answer is absolutely categorically yes. Uh,
2: yeah. and with um I, I know uh if we could talk about this probably for the next hour or so, but um I'm conscious of the um time. Um looking um back Uh, through your um, playing career, perhaps especially um, your time uh, for England. Who was it uh, that struck you more than anyone else on the pitch uh, that displayed qualities of not just leadership, but uh, companionship and and level-headedness that you think that have stuck with you all these years later?